go do something about it. Go take a small step today, whatever it may be. It may be five buck donation, a hundred buck donation. It may be a little bit of time. Go do something about it and tap into the power of invitation. Mm. Invite someone to do it with you. Begin with the ripple effect. Ron Clubundi is our guest today, and he says one of the greatest ways to gain self-actualization is by discovering, living, and investing in a higher purpose that benefits others. In doing so, we find our deeper meaning as the energy source that positions our entrepreneurial efforts as a force for good. This creates a cycle of economy and goodwill that benefits us and others. Now, if this doesn't give you a good snapshot into this man's heart and this man's mind, I do not know what will. Prepare to be inspired. This is a good one, folks. If you like what we are doing with the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs and want to show some support, the best way to show us some love is to subscribe and leave an honest review. We also have a Facebook group where we continue these types of conversations and offer so much more for all of our continued growth. I can't wait to see you in there. Make sure to see the show notes for details. My name is Tim Palladino, and this is the Entrepreneurial Hierarchy of Needs podcast. Well, Ron, thank you so much for being here. Um, I knew from the moment we first spoke last year, probably around March uh, 2020, and then and when we finally met, uh, I believe it was about April 2020, um, you were someone that, that I, I just loved what you were doing, um, you know, kind of kindred spirits in a sense. Thank you so much for, uh, for being here and, and taking the time to talk about doing good. Tim, it's great to be here, man. It's uh, all of life is about doing good, isn't it? Right. Or should be. And what I found is that at the core of humanity, people want to help people. Yeah. The catch is we often don't know where to begin, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll, it'll be good having a conversation about this today. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really draws back, and I don't know where we learned it from or where, where the, the, the sense comes from that when you give you're, you're taking from yourself. And I, I, I personally don't feel that way when I give, I'm, I'm, I'm adding to everything. I'm adding to myself, I'm adding to the world and, and it ripples out. So it's, it's kind of a, the math is wrong in a lot of people's heads, unfortunately. Yes. Well, and you even have companies that often will refer to their, they'll, ref, they'll, they'll say that they have a giving back program. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't like about that? That assumes they've taken something. Right. They've stolen something, yeah. right? And it's not about that at all. And, and so I agree with you. The moment that, that we step into this world of people helping people, right? Whether that yeah. be through our personal lives, whether that be through our business, whether it be a, through a church, a civic organization, whatever it may be, right? A nonprofit. Um, the moment we take that step, we actually begin closing or completing the mm-hmm. circle of economics. Absolutely. Because economics, in, 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 uh, economics is not designed to make the wealthy wealthier. Mm-hmm. Economics in its, in its fundamental uh, core is designed to help all people. And the moment we, we step into this world of generosity, we close the loop on the circle of economics. And absolutely. everyone wins. That's the power of it. Yeah. And then that's absolutely true that, yeah, it's, it's, it is set up so there is a balance. Because with an imbalance, it'll collapse. That's so right. As, as you, yeah, fundamentally, it is designed for that. Yes. Um, awesome. So let's get into it. Let's talk about doing 
Good. We were talking earlier about sustainability and companies that that have gotten to a level where they want to make an impact and they they just don't know how. Um, so sometimes they make the mistake of potentially throwing money at something, just hoping it sticks and not being able to really track it or anything like that. Ron, it seems you have a solution. There is a solution to that. And I see companies do that all the time where they're like, come, come Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? The holidays, mm -hmm. yep. they all ask the same question. Oh my goodness. Thanksgiving's coming, Christmas coming. Who are we going to serve this year? Right? Yep. The moment that, and, and by the way, I love the heart behind that question. Sure. But the moment the question is asked, it's like, wait a minute, you mean you don't have a strategy? There, yep. th this isn't part of your ongoing DNA? Mm -hmm. Because if it was, there'd already be an answer to that question. And yeah. then when there's already an answer to that question, we can actually, answer, we can actually ask a higher level question. Who am I going to serve mm. with? And that becomes the power of generosity that changes lives. That's the ripple effect. When I ask the question, who am I going to serve? It's an addition question. When I ask the question, who am I going to serve with? That takes the power mm -hmm. of my influence to inspire others to become a force for good with me. In fact, I was talking um, with a very well-to-do business leader uh, a while back, and she opens restaurants around the country, uh, multiple chains, and, and she's highly philanthropic. And I said to her, she had just given, she had just given $50,000 to a local initiative because number one, she can, but because she was asked to. And then I said, so do you, do you know anything about this organization? She's like, no. And I, I looked at her and I said, now, let me get this right. When you open a restaurant somewhere around the country, it costs you a half million dollars to open that restaurant. She's like, yep. I said, I bet you have, I bet you have a robust strategy that is going to guarantee a strong ROI on your investment. Am I right? She's like, well, of course you're right. I said, so I happen to know that you are generous enough and wealthy enough that over the next couple of years, you're going to give over a hundred thousand dollars to good causes. Do you have an equally robust strategy for your philanthropy through this corporation as you do through your, through, uh, your business, through business development? Yeah. And she goes, Oh, I get yeah. your point. So here's the catch is that, is that, as you put it, throwing money at, right? It feels good to do that. That's why business leaders do it. But when we do it in the absence of a strategy, it actually depreciates the value of our money, our time, and our people. Mm -hmm. And so what I love doing is working with business leaders to help them build a strategy that is fully integrated, a community impact strategy or a social impact strategy that is completely integrated into their business strategy in a way that helps their business thrive or accelerates their business. And, and these strategies, it's not just about giving money. It's about engaging the passions of your employees. It's about inviting your customers to do something with you right? Mm -hmm. that, that's around this idea of shared values. Because the moment a company invites their customers to be a force for good with them, 
they, they, they shift from a transaction with their customers into a transformational relationship with their customers. Right. And that's when, that's when you turn customers and employees and vendors and business partners into raving fans of your brand. Yeah. And that is so many miss so many companies miss that because they don't have the strategy and they don't have it, Tim, because they, they, they want to do good. They just simply don't know where to begin. Right. Right. And so that's where I come in is that I've done this with over 600 companies. Let's do this together. I can help yeah. develop the strategy that is aligned with your passions and your people and your product and in all of this in a way that, that brings new energy and excitement into the company. It changes the culture. Yeah. And, and, on, and honestly, it makes more money long-term. Yeah. Yeah. What, what you're saying is so true. I mean, in my, my history, I've worked with um, many great organizations and from the, if, I mean, if you're listening and, and you've done this, it's not your fault. We're following suit. You know, we're doing what we're taught to do. And, but it doesn't mean that there's not a better way. And now we can, we can start changing because I'm starting to change the way I look at this. Um, Absolutely. And also it changes it changes the mindset on what you can offer. And this is kind of an anecdotal story. Um, it, there was times where we were doing really, really well. And I wanted to just write huge, huge checks. And then with a business, one of my business partners, we had a conversation. It was like, no, we can't write that huge check now, even though we have it because of an expectation. Yes. Right. So with, with, when, when setting that up, it seems that what we're going into there, it's a self, um, self-sustaining system Yes, that it grows within. It's not, yes. you just give out and you have to match and give more. It's something that builds upon itself as a machine. Correct. And, and that's, that's where it comes back. That's where, that's where people, and, and I have too, right? We all yeah. have, there is a, there is a power in generosity. Sure is a huge power in generosity and, and it comes back. You can't always predetermine how it's going to come back, but it yeah. comes back. Right. And so in talk, you're talking about that engine that gets built Yeah. and really generosity for so many companies and, and leaders, it happens to be the last piece of the engine they've yeah. done well. And so they're like, boy, or they get to an age in life that they're like, God, my job sucks. I want to do something meaningful with my life. Yeah. And then they try to put in the generosity piece or this meaning, this higher purpose piece, right? So mm -hmm. um, why? Because they're trying to complete this, this, the, the circle of economics, yeah. of meaning, of purpose. And, and generosity is that key. So that can start for a business leader at the very beginning of a startup. Yeah. Right into the DNA from the beginning. I always encourage that. Um, or it can, you know, we do it later on yeah. when resources there and, 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 and a leader is waking up to, there's gotta be more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it's interesting too, because um, it, it, a lot of people feel pressure to do one over the other. Um, I even personally uh, felt pressure in some of my startups where, Oh, it has to be built in. It has to be built in the, 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 the core principle of caring and that mattering to you has to be built in. But the, 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 uh, the, I'm sorry, the mechanic of it actually being deployed doesn't necessarily, because it just might not be where we have to focus right now, but right. if it's in there, we can land there. That's right. I had a, yeah. I was at a cocktail party with a friend of mine 
and he uh, does extraordinarily well, right? Probably makes about mm -hmm. a half million a year, does really, really well. And he leaned into me with his drink right here and he goes, mm -hmm. I got to tell you something. I can't wait to quit my job and do something meaningful with my life. Yeah. And I, and I looked at him, I said, Mike, do me a favor. I can help you find the meaning. Don't quit your job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because to your point, some, so many people think, well, it's either or. It's yeah. not. Here's the problem. If Mike were to leave his job, he actually leaves his circle of influence mm -hmm. and tries to start in a whole new nonprofit industry, perhaps. But the problem is, if he does that, he's lost his influence. He has to start from scratch. Yeah. The key is, no, let me, I, I, my, my thing was, let me help you find your purpose, your meaning, and now let's infuse that into your work. So it's not about leaving great work or leaving great pay. It's about answering four simple questions that can help us find our higher purpose and our meaning and then infusing that into what we do. That's, That's great. The key. That's great. Because it, what you're saying, like it, immediately I'm getting this, this, this visual of this maybe almost an emotional support system or a, a purpose support system for continuing on what you're doing. You know, we want to react sometimes instead of respond to what pains us. And, right. and I, that's probably some of the best advice I've heard in a long time, Ron. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> I'm glad every, I'm glad everyone got it every now and I have every now and then I have those th moments, right? So yeah. that's yep. good. Yep. That's awesome. So how, so what, what's, what's the first step would you say if someone, cause I, I hear it from nonstop that everybody on all different levels want to start a 501c3 or do, do something with, with a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose right. in their life. What's, what's step one? So step one is don't do it. <laughs> now, now that sounds totally contrary to everything we've been talking about. Right. But let me clarify that now, because oftentimes you have a business owner that has been successful and they're like, what's next, right? They could be getting yeah. bored in, in, in what they started and, or, or they're looking for that deeper meaning. And here's what I would, here's what I would say. There are 1.5 million nonprofits in America. Wow. And most of them are led by very passionate people who don't have a clue about business. Mm. And so what we need to understand, and, and, and for the business leader, I would say this, there are a lot of business leaders who have started a nonprofit thinking, oh, I can just kind of do this on the side. What they need to understand is that when you start a nonprofit, you're starting a, a whole new business. Yeah. It's a whole nother business that runs by a completely different set of rules than what you're used to running and leading in the for-profit sector. Yeah. Different laws, different rules, different everything, different mm -hmm. relationships. Okay. So here's what I would say to the business leader is this. The time to start a nonprofit is when you have enough money to hire someone to, as a CEO to run it for you. Mm. Okay? okay. That's really key. Or you have enough time and money to pay someone to run your company and you run the nonprofit full time. Correct. In other words, it is a full-time CEO job and you're starting another company. 
If you don't start it as another company, you will become one of the one point whatever million nonprofits in America that are ineffective. Yeah. Yeah. So the key is if you're in, go all in. Otherwise, there's an there's another option here. You we work together, right? I'll guide mm-hmm. you through the strategy process and then I help you find great nonprofits. Mm. So the other way to do this is you take a you take a great business leader who has the heart of a nonprofit and you partner them with a great nonprofit that has the mind of a business. Copy that. Yep. That's huge. So, and when that synergy happens between a great nonprofit and a great business, oh my God, mm. this, the ceiling, the opportunity for both the nonprofit, for the business, it is a match made in heaven that makes magic happen for both organizations. And that's the way it should be. And that's the way it should be because yeah. we both, again, it's two very different types of businesses. We need to play to each other's strengths. There are ways in the nonprofit sector I can make businesses better. Yeah. And guess what? The businesses that we work with, which is over 600, make us better. Yeah. It's, it's a two-way street. So, yeah. so those would be the options. But again, yeah. so many people default to, I'll just go start my own. I, again, recommendation is, unless you got a lot of time or a lot of money, don't do it. Go after the partnership with an, with another great nonprofit or with a great nonprofit and you win everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The visual I'm getting is uh, you can be a guy on the side of the road with an acoustic guitar, you know, singing your heart out or you can form a band yeah. <laughs> and take on the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Form the Post band. Lollapalooza. Yeah. We can all do more together. Yeah. That's yep. the key. Then that taps it, in. We talked about the power of generosity a few minutes ago this begins to now tap into the power of invitation. Ooh, okay. And, and so when you get the power of generosity, now working with the power of invitation, sure. again, it's the multiplying effect. It, the impact becomes exponential. Mm. And isn't that all what we're, that's what we're looking for as leaders yeah. in, in this conversation. Yeah. And that's, I mean, as a, as a business owner, that's kind of the game that we play. Like I, I take... Thankfully, I've learned how to make business a game, right? And I don't, I don't do it for money anymore. I do it for just being goals and stuff like that. And it's like any other game. And um, that's the ultimate win. That's is right. being able to, to calculate your scores, not one plus one, but in exponents. That's just, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then leave a trail of education and understanding. And yeah. Yes. Grow some grass. Throw some grass behind you. That's right. Don't just leave mud. Yeah. That is excellent. So what's, what's your program actually called? So the uh, organization I run this through is called Ascend Learning Labs. Okay. What we, what, what I've developed through these 600 companies that we've worked with is a five stage process that, that I, that I, that I guide and do for or with, depending on how much investment Mm -hmm. the business owner or executives want to have. Um, that I just got him through a five-stage process that, first of all, assesses the passions of their stakeholders, mm-hmm. their passions, their employees' passions, customer passions, vendor or business partner passions, right? Because what's really important is not just picking something out of the air and going, well, this year we feel like, 
Yeah. It's going, no, what are our people passionate about? They, yes. what, would our, what would our customers like to be part of? What would our employees like to be part of? Let's gauge that. And then typically I, I encourage um, for the org- organization, the business to identify three passion areas. Yeah. And, and they might even take it. It doesn't have to be rigid. They might have three that they always work with. And then a fourth that they wrote, rotate in and out or two, they always work with and a third that they rotate in and out. Right. So we, there can be flexibility. This can be a dynamic process, not a static process. So the first is the assessment. And then what we do is we take that and we begin to uh, align it into the organization with the organization's purpose, mission, values, really, really mm-hmm. key because we need this. We, this needs to flow throughout the entire organization, not just be something on the side. Yeah. Then um, we match them with great nonprofits, really, really key. Uh, and then from the matching, we write timelines for what is, you know, when are they going to do what? And here's the beauty. When you're partnered with a great nonprofit, they actually do the work for you. Because right. business owners don't have time to do everything that I've just mentioned. And I've yeah. only mentioned some of the steps within this process, right? So, so that's why I come in to take care of it so the business leader can be focused on and stay remain focused on their core business. Yeah. That's so key. Then we partner them with great nonprofits and the great nonprofits start running these programs that the employees can become part of. Yeah. Then we integrate all of this into their marketing. Mm. Here's, here's, here's a big mistake so many companies make, and I see, I see it all the time, and I just kind of roll my eyes. And I, I would imagine everyone in the room is going, well, what's, what's the big mistake that you see? Mm-hmm. Most businesses break the cardinal rule of marketing when it comes to nonprofit stuff. You ready? Don't make yourself the hero of your own story. The key here is to cross market. Mm. So the moment you get a great nonprofit partner, when you do something with them, don't tell your audience and your customers in the world what you've done. Tell them what that or other organization does and how you got to help them. Then, because a lot of nonprofits aren't great mm. at marketing, here's what you do. You have your marketing team write marketing for that nonprofit that they're going to send out. And that, here's what that marketing says. That nonprofit through the marketing is saying, we are, look at what XYZ company did, mm-hmm. and we were so glad to be part of this with their employees, yeah. right? So we get them telling each other's story. Well, the moment you have someone else telling your story, you double your listenership. Yeah, that's 100% true. Every, and companies miss this. I mean, I, I'm thinking of a company right now, I'm not going to name them, but mm-hmm. they need to look good right now, and they do a lot of good. Um, but from the wrong motives, in my opinion. And then Mm -hmm. they put TV ads up that say, look what we did instead of look what these organizations that were, that were partnered with did. Yeah. And then empowering those national nonprofits who are great nonprofits to actually tell their story. They'd be far better off if they did that. They're dropping millions of dollars and doing it the wrong way. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, um, that's something I kind of learned by accident because there, there's something very similar when it comes to just business. Um, and it's not being, it's not being the hero. It's being the guide. Yes. That's because I, I point to things like I, I, yeah, I have these talents and I have this understanding and stuff like that. I'm just the guide. I'm not the end all BN, uh, end all be all. Um, I think, I think even Tony Robbins has a, a documentary called I'm not your guru. 
like point, being like, I'm not, I'm not who you think I am. I'm just a That's person right. to guide you to where you need to go that, you know, you need to go. So, That's and right. it, yeah, just pointing to that North star is, yes. is, is, and it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, humble approach too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's fantastic. What, what are, do you see some other mistakes that are pretty common? Um, yeah, we've hit, we've hit one of them and that is, that is that companies just kind of, they pull stuff out of the sky. Yeah. Right. So that, that's a big one. And, and that does, it wastes, it wastes so much time, money, opportunity, all of that, instead of streamlining that and truly integrating it into the DNA of, the, of their company culture mm -hmm. and vision and purpose and all of that. Right. So that's a huge miss for so many companies. Um, the other is a huge miss happens with their partnerships, which we, again, we've talked a bit about. I was meeting with a, a, a founder and CEO of a company mm -hmm. a while back. And he said this, he said, we're partnered with this organization, not because we're passionate about them, yeah, but because their name and our name are just about the same. <laughs> right. Wow. He said, and then he said, <laughs> and we send them a lot of money and he does mm -hmm. over $10,000 a year. And he goes, and some of the checks just end up returned. Really? So, yeah. And, and I'm like, oh my God, horrible nonprofit. Why in the world is, it? I mean, he can go find other nonprofits yeah. in his space if he needs it. Right. It, it's like, you got the wrong nonprofit partner. Um, wow. And he doesn't even, he doesn't even, he, he doesn't even like supporting bees, mm. but, but it all fits with his brand. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like, no, there's alignment. So he just, he has the wrong nonprofit um, he hasn't done the alignment. So that's really big is doing this whole alignment and creating that strategy. So those really are the two big ones, Tim. Yeah, that's, uh, and they seem to make sense. And I'm, I bet you they're more common than a lot of people would like to admit. Oh, they happen all the, it, it, yeah. most every company does them, yeah. right? Even the companies that tout their CSR, their corporate social responsibility programs. And the, even those companies do it to one degree or another. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. How do you feel about that term, the corporate responsibility? Oh, it's funny you'd ask that. I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I think it's ridiculous. Let, let's 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 dive into it. There's yeah. a reason for it, right? Okay. So when corporate social responsibility, which I'm going to refer to now as CSR, that's okay. the short for it. Okay. CSR, it formed because companies were sued and the lawsuit said they had to start it. No. Yes, this is how wow. it started. Coca-Cola was one of those companies right now. They have, they have turned that around. All right. Yeah. They do, they do corporate social responsibility now because they really do care. So we got to hear that about Coke, but they mm -hmm. started out of a lawsuit many, many years ago. All right. That's many, wild. many. Okay. So there's what's responsibility. It's an well, obligation. Yeah. It's something we have to do. So I've, I kind of, I've, I've offloaded this idea of corporate social responsibility and I've coined it corporate social opportunity. Beautiful. Because we need to see it for what it really is. It's an opportunity to inspire our employees to a higher purpose. It's an opportunity to use a portion of our net profits to change people's lives. It's an opportunity to partner with our communities and our customers to transform how our communities work and to solve issues that are very yeah. real to all of our lives. It's an opportunity that we have in front of us. All we have to do is capture it. Amen. 
Amen. Just that, that tiny, uh, tiny change in, in terming makes all the difference. I mean, my responsibilities are pay my bills and do my dishes and do my laundry. Yes. All things I want to pay someone else to do, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, and that's why I think there's that approach, right? Because yes. people are taking it as a responsibility, not as that, that, that opportunity. Yeah, that you're mentioning. And an opportunity is to your point, it's something we get to do. It's valued. It's valued yeah. all the way through. Yeah. And so the key is going back to the strategy, right? Is setting it up in a way that it really is part of our DNA. It's yeah. part of our culture's, our, our, our business, our company culture's DNA. Mm -hmm. It's just part of what we do. Yeah. But we do it in a way that allows our people to be inspired by it and for us to stay focused on our core mission as a company. Right? Yeah. And I can't imagine that there's, it's too hard to find what gives people purpose and, and fires them up. I mean, everybody's got something that's happened to their life in their life with a family member or personally yeah. that they can jump onto and, and really make a difference for someone else that has shared that, that experience. Yes. It, let's let, I agree with you, Tim. Here's how I often will phrase that when I'm talking to, cause I do a lot of keynote speaking. Mm. So I'll look at an audience or a group of people and I'll ask this question. What's the one issue that when you see it in social media or on the news or in, you know, on, in, in, your, in your digital feed mm -hmm. or a friend is talking about, about it, everything in you screams, yeah. it just shouldn't be this way. Yeah. Yep. And I would imagine that everyone that's listening to this podcast right now just had something come to mind. Everyone, yeah. right? Okay, so here's what I want to say to everyone that's listening right now. Go do something about it. Go take a small step today, whatever it may be. It may be five-buck donation, a hundred-buck donation. It may be a little bit of time. Go do something about it and tap into the power of invitation. Mm. Invite someone to do it with you. Begin with the ripple effect. It's that's so awesome. that easy. That's so awesome. And maybe three days ago, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to boast. I invited someone to do something with me. I, uh, <laughs> there, there's yes. something local. I, I like to give my time. My time yes. is something I just like to get my hands dirty. Yes. Um, and I'm, and it was something I was slacking on for a while and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Would you like to join me? It instantly, she said, yes. She's like, let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. Wasn't. And it, it most, you know, most people don't even want to ask that because they don't, no one likes no, right. but it's okay. Sometimes right. people are busy. Right. Well, and here's the, here's the thing. She was waiting for you to ask. Yeah. She wouldn't have done it had you not asked. Yeah. In fact, let's assume for a moment that she was busy, right? Yep. The fact that you asked inspired her mm -hmm. because it got her thinking in that, in that other world, an other centered world, right? Yeah. So even just the invitation, the answer is immaterial. The invitation, the powers in the invitation. Yeah, the invitation generates an awareness, and the awareness yes. it then generates an action. Whether yes. it be, I asked her to do this, she couldn't do it. Then someone at, you know, work talked about something else, and then she donated five bucks there, or showed up to do something else at a five k or whatever. It because right. it, it it raises it raises the awareness to the top, so we can, action is easier. There's no more calculation yes. that needs to be done. We can just take action when when we are available. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. It's a pretty cool thing the way our, our, our mind works. Yeah, it is. It really is, Tim. Um, so 
now I don't know if you can clear this up for me, but this is always something that I've always struggled with wrapping my heads around my head around. I only have one head on my shoulders. Um, <laughs> so it is what type of, what type of charities are there? I don't even know if charities is the right words. Cause I know there's nonprofit, not for profit. That right. always confuses me. Is that something you can clear up for me? Yes. Okay. So there, I, the other word I don't like nonprofit. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Like, but, but here, here's the, here's the problem with the word nonprofit. We've already substantiated in our conversation that whether you're running a for-profit or you're running a nonprofit, it's a business. Yeah. It's a business, right? There isn't a business on this planet that can continue operating without financial sustainability and profit. Yeah. Nonprofits have profit. Yeah. The only difference between a nonprofit and a for-profit is what we're allowed to do with our money. Okay. Okay. That's the only difference. So as a for-profit owner, Tim, you can personally benefit from the money that you make. You can gotcha. take as big of a salary as you want. You can go buy the boat, the house. You, you live whatever lifestyle you want to. You can pull as much out as you want, right? Mm -hmm. As a nonprofit leader, I can't do that. My salary is set by a board of directors who have the best interest of the mission of the organization in mind. Gotcha. So in the, in the profits that we make by law have to go back into the business to meet the needs that we have stated legally we're going to meet. Okay. So there's, there's a, there's a tighter, uh, checks and balances. Yes. Um, that, yes. okay. That yes. are, that are measured. Yes. That's, that's again, good. We're set again, both organizations, both businesses, for-profit, nonprofit operate by a different set of laws, mm -hmm. but the biggest is for-profits. You can do whatever you want with your money. We, I can't, we can't, <laughs> right. We have to put it back into the mission to make other people's lives or whatever it is better. I can only imagine a, um, not for-profit, Wait, not, I'm sorry, hold on. Nonprofit is more prevalent because you don't you have to give a disclosure at the end of the year, like where everything went? It's yeah, there in, in our system, there is full transparency. Okay. Like um, salaries, fully transparent. I mean, everything has to be transparent. That's right. Your tax returns are on your website. Everything. When we, I think that was like one of the first things, like after we first got the call, like before we even knew each other, yeah. I was like, let me check this guy out. Then I saw the tax returns. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Like, this is so transparent. Yeah. And yeah. some, some nonprofits will try to hide their finances, um, it, but they're still out there. If yeah. someone digs hard enough, they're going to find them. So in my world, in the nonprofit sector, I'm like, we're just trying to make people's lives better. We're, our, our mission in our nonprofit is to feed hungry children in every county across America. Right? Yeah. So- why would I have anything to hide? Yeah. I was the first $30,000 investor. And by the way, that was the very last penny I had to my name. Mm. So I have nothing to hide. I just brought my salary this year down to zero. You know why? So that I can keep my team empowered mm. to be living this mission because COVID took a bite out of us. <laughs> right? I'm sure, so I am sure. And so, so what's my job as the founder of this organization 
to sacrifice for the well-being of my people so that we could be so that we can fill, feed millions of children in America who are struggling with food insecurity and are afraid yeah because they don't know where their next meal is coming from yeah right? so so um why wouldn't i be fully transparent right right it's like this is my story yeah and um and and i'm so grateful that i get to invite other people to join me in it yeah it's it's yeah it, it's so beautiful that that even the, the the joy that you just spoke the joy i'm sorry that echoed through your voice talking about taking zero dollars is is palpable because it's like we we made this difference we we, yes. we did the we did what we came to do yes and, and, yeah and, and, and here's the deal millions of children in america are depending on me making that decision yeah yeah that's heavy it matters that much and so we have to look at it through this other lens so if you want you want to know what i make well now you know <laughs> <laughs> it's full transparency right yeah but it, but I had full transparency a year and a half ago when I had a full salary too. Right. Right. Why? Because I have nothing to hide. Yeah. My job and my mission is to make sure that no child in America goes to bed hungry. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, um, Ron, I can't thank, thank you enough for the, the work you do. Um, and, and the way you do it, that I think that, that, that needs to be pointed out too. It's not just the work you Appreciate do it's the way you do it. Um, any, any, uh, any, any last words or, or direction uh, you'd like to give anybody before we, before I cut you loose? Yeah, I, I would say this, uh, as, as everyone listening has probably picked up on, I love people, right? <laughs> I love conversation and I love seeing and helping people live what's in them. And so I, I would just say this, if you're a business leader that's listening to this podcast today, uh, I would love to have a conversation with you. And, and I mean that. I know that that could like light up my phone. I get that, right? I Count me in. I'm in. And here's why. I want to hear about your business. I want to ask you questions about your passion. And I want to do whatever I can to help bring alignment to those two things and help develop, if you're willing to let me, develop that strategy for your company that elevates you from just another business into a purpose-driven business. Mm. It's so key. So I would just, I would welcome that. And Tim, I think you and I chat about this, but yeah. the easiest way to get in touch with me is just email me. And yeah. maybe you can leave everyone my email address. Just email me. Yeah, I'll make sure it's um, in the description. Yep. And I would, I would love to be in touch. And, and certainly um, for any leader right now, uh, there are two things that I'd love to give you. Uh, one is uh, I give keynotes all the time. Um, I just gave a keynote to several thousand business leaders a few weeks ago. I'd be happy to send you that keynote. Um, instead of giving the five-stage process, I boiled, boiled it down to three. Nice. So it's in, it's in 19 <laughs> minutes, right? It's, nice. a nine, it's basically a TED Talk. Um, I'd be happy to send that out for free. And the other thing is, if you want to get going on this in, in this in take your first step in building a social impact or community impact strategy. Let me give you a link right now. This is also free, right? Great. Go to um, impactassessment.org. Impactassessment.org. Just fill out, it'll take you four minutes, three minutes to fill out that assessment. That's going to come to me. And then that's going to prompt me 
and us to have a conversation so we can explore taking that the next level so that you can build a strategy for your company. So those are, again, three things. My email, I'd love to chat uh, and learn more about your company passions. Second is, I'll be happy to send you this, this keynote on, on how to build this strategy. I mean, I'll hand you the whole thing, right? And the third is, um, go to impactassessment.org fill that out. And it's, that's your first step. That is the first step in building an uh, impact strategy for your company. Excellent. Excellent. I'll make sure that's in the description too. Uh, Ron, it's honored to have you on the show and honored to call you a friend. Thank you so much for being part of this. Absolutely, Tim. Thank All you right. for this opportunity. I love our conversation. Thank you again for joining us. And if you like what we're doing with the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs and want to show your support, the best way to show some love is to subscribe and leave us an honest review. We also have a Facebook group where we continue these types of conversations and so much more for all of our continued growth. I can't wait to see you in there.